On this episode, I chat with Brianne Leeming, CEO and founder of Unruly Studios, the company behind Unruly Splats, which is a codable floor button that encourages physical play in STEM education. We talk about how Brianne came up with the product and why, as well as how Unruly Studios supports teachers in implementing this cross-curricular tool into their school so that it doesn't just sit on the shelf. We walk through using the web-based coding platform that offers a virtual splat so that users can splat without splats. This durable coding tool takes the students away from the computer screen and engages them in a way that allows them to get the wiggles out. My name is Brian Ouellette and welcome to my creative classroom. Welcome back to My Creative Classroom. I'm excited to have on the show today from Unruly Studios, Brianne Leeming. Brianne, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thanks for having me. Thrilled to be here. So Brianne, let's tell our listeners uh, a little bit about who you are and what your role is with Unruly Studios. Absolutely. So I'm Brianne Leeming. I'm the founder and CEO of Unruly Studios, and I invented our first product, which is called the Unruly Splats. Uh, My background is in cognitive science. I studied at McGill University and was always fascinated by how children learn Um, and then worked in product development a bit and later got my MBA where I had this initial idea for splats, Uh, started testing it out with thousands of kids and then brought it to market. And uh, what splats are, I'm happy to dive into into that, but what splats are, are uh, electronic floor buttons that light up, make sound and sense when they're stomped on. And so we combine STEM education with active physical play. So we actually get kids running around, jumping on the splats to play active games, things you'd see at recess or in PE class, like relay races, whack-a-mole, dance routines, that style of play. And they're all coded through a Bluetooth connection, through an app that lets kids use block coding to create their own rules for new games. That's super exciting. It, it sounds like these unruly splats, which allow you to do coding, but ties into physical education. Um, so tell us a little bit about the platform itself. So unruly splats, you're the founder and you came up with this idea. Where did it come from and how did you do come up with the idea for these uh, floor based button buttons? <laughs> Absolutely. So I actually started thinking about this at, when I was eight years old at school. I was exposed to coding through a program called Microworlds. That was based on the logo programming language. And I um, I really enjoyed it, didn't really realize at the time, but 10 years later, I took a computer science class in college and realized I had actually already learned the language we were learning. Um, and it all came back to me and I realized that was such a great early exposure for me. It, it put me ahead in that course. It led me to a career in technology. And so I really wanted to get that experience out to more kids, but realized that the current ways coding was offered was often kids were sitting for long periods of time and often it was all alone, less collaboration, really solitary experience. And I thought like kids don't really learn that way Um, from working with kids. I had worked at a summer sports camp. I had worked with kids all over and knew like they love group games. They love getting loud. They love, you know, playing together, but creating, be creative, creating games together. So it sort of started from that. Can I combine coding with active play, the the way kids would play on a playground? And sort of that word of like an electronic playground. So I started researching and nothing existed. And I 
um, went to a local makerspace in Boston where we're based and I started to tinker and put together the first prototypes with no technical background. And then I ended up meeting Dr. Amon Milner very early on in the journey who was from the Scratch team and who was able to really join and, and uh, help get the first product to market and um, bring it into a block coding language and all of the rest is history. But we did a lot of testing with kids and done even educators early on to perfect the experience before we put it to market. What an exciting history of the of the company and where you came up with this idea in a makerspace, which is, you know, what education looks like today is we want our students to explore and come up with these creative ideas and ways, which is exactly what Unruly Splats is. It's a creative idea that you had about how can I get students away from the computer and actually being physically active while coding. So you talked about working with, with Scratch. Is that the foundation of the coding language that you use to code uh, the Unruly Splats? It is. We based it off of Scratch and Google Block. The block coding languages basically uh, is the basis. Um, we have a, it's the app is on either an iPad or a Chromebook through the Google Chrome browser. So it's just a website um, you can go to. And um, based on Scratch, because we really wanted to meet kids at the earliest level. So we'll go from K through eighth grade and we really wanted it to be approachable and to be something that they already recognize because we're not reinventing the wheel for how kids learn to code. We think there's a lot of really great ways that are already out there that are a great stepping stone into um, learning text languages later on. But what we wanted to do was sort of flip the experience completely from a passive experience into an active one um, and get kids really uh, playing in real life the games that they created through the block coding. And how exciting to take the language that is already known, right? You're not reinventing a coding language, which is fantastic because you can use what you already know and apply it to the splats. And you talked about it being a web-based um, kind of browser-based uh, coding language. Is it? Is there an app that goes with this or is it all web-based uh, connectivity? Either way, you can either use, um, we have an app that's on the iPad. So if a school, it depends on what school, we try to do any device that schools have. So we also have a way of, for Chromebooks, we have the web application. So yeah, you just go to app.unruly-studios.com and you actually can go there even without an account and check it out and start playing around. And, and that actually, as long as your device has a Bluetooth connection, you can connect it to the slats as well when you have the physical slats. You talked about kind of going to that website to just check it out. Do you need to have a splat to actually use the coding language? So that's a great question because actually through all of, um, of course, COVID with everyone at home, we, you know, we had already built these virtual slats. So we didn't have to change anything, but we've made a lot more lessons so that you could do it from home. But yeah, there's virtual slats. So you can be testing out your code and coding from home, even if you have no physical slats there, but you can really see how it's going to work. Um, you can have all, you know, up to six slots can connect at a time. So you can have all six and really be building out your game, planning it out. There's lots of fun games and activities we've built for at home as well through all of this. Super fun that you can actually go into the web-based play around and, and build codes without having the physical splat. Let's say you're waiting for it to arrive in the mail. Uh, you can use the virtual spat, splats to test it out, which is super fun. Um, and yeah, especially during the pandemic that we are in now, uh, going to check it out and testing it out and playing around. So you talk about these lessons that are created as well. Are those kind of all based in that website or in the app uh, kind of native in there? Or are they found separately, kind of like download a set of codes to work with it? Found separately, we have actually in the app and in the web app, there's a lot of pre-made games. So we do start you off with about 15, 20 
pre-made games you can upload. So you can upload Whack-A-Mole and it's there immediately. All the code is there. You can then modify it immediately and kind of remix it however you, you think it needs to be. Um, and the lessons are in PDF format and we can, you know, those have come along with the plans and uh, they range from, we also have some on our website you can download for um, at home learning. So for, it's called splatting without splats, we call it. So <laughs> while you're home, you can download some of those. Those ones range from, we've got a musical splats uh, exercise where you're actually creating music compositions. We've got Morse code. Um, creating some codes from home and we're launching soon Unruly Fitness from home, which is really fun. I'm actually out of breath because right before this, I was with the team. We were we were playing through one of the fitness lessons and it's super fun and definitely gets your blood pumping. So while you're home. That sounds like a super fun thing to do, uh, Unruly Fitness. I, I can't wait to see it uh, come out and actually try it. Uh, so for our listeners that may not have seen one of these splats before, Describe what it is, um, you know, we talked about this floor-based button. So how does it work um, in the sense of I've coded it and what does it do now that I, I have everything planned and, and I'm using Whack-A-Mole, for example, uh, what does this splat do for me? Absolutely. So it takes Whack-A-Mole off the screen and it takes it into the real world in the example of Whack-A-Mole. So you connect your slots with Bluetooth. It's super easy. It connects like the same way you would connect a Bluetooth headset or anything like that. Um, and once they're connected, then you just press the run button. And if your code's already up, you've got the, the splats will light up the way it's told it to, and they will make sounds. So the, the code for Whack-A-Mole tells it to light up purple and green at random intervals. And if you hit the purple when it's still purple, then the slot senses that you hit it, and it gives you a really great celebration sound. I think it's like a splat sound. And then if you hit it when it's green and you miss the mole, um, then it will make a buzz sound and, you know, you lost a point. And then you can actually put a scoreboard on top of that. So you say you get two points if you hit it and you lose one point. And then you can start to see where the coding comes in as kids start to think about modifying it and changing the game, like all the timing. They could decide, I want my mole to, whack, to come out every 0.5 seconds instead of every two seconds. That's going to be really hard. Or maybe I want it to be every 10 seconds because I want to spread it out for social distancing and spread this all the way outside the classroom so that nobody's too close to each other, stuff like that. So there's all these modifications you can start to make. And just talking about Whack-A-Mole, it seems like the Splat, this, this product, it has so many sensors built into it. So can you describe just a few types or whatever the sensors that are built into a Splat that I could code um, if I had one? Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things we did about it is with, with thinking about slats is that um, particularly me coming from a non-technical background, I, I wanted it to be as simple as it could be to still enable all this play. So we really pared it down. So really all the things that it does, it lights up and, it, and there are 14 LEDs. So you can do some kind of neat artistic projects with that as well. You can individually program them or you can just light the whole slot one color or different colors. And there's about 10 different colors it can light up. And then there is a sound, there's a speaker on it. So you can hear um, the mole buzzing or if you missed it right on the slot. So if they're really spread out 30 feet apart that you can hear it wherever they are. Um, and then the simplest part is it's just an on off button basically. Um, so we kept it really simple because you'll see with kids as soon as they have these, it's kind of those constraints and you probably, all of uh, the listeners probably know this from teaching is like those constraints make kids so creative. So they take those three little inputs of light, sound, and on, off, and then they come up with the coolest thing that we never would have thought of. And 
the sample games help them get started. The lesson plans do. We have a lot of different lesson plans, but often kids come up with their own versions of I, I might, one of our favorites is Elephant Finder, which was made by kids. They had the elephant sound playing out of it and you had to find the elephant around the room with all the slats spread out and things like that. So um, all kinds of different things come out of it when they have those constraints. And then on the app, there's a scoreboard and a timer, which are both very important for PE games and for getting that like kind of competitive juices flowing and the calories burning and that kind of stuff. When you talk about embedding this into PE, they must be able to take quite a beating if you're if you're asking kids to whack them all or stand on them and stomp on them. Are they quite durable? <laughs> yes, they are very durable. We've done a ton of durability testing as a team and um, put them all through it throughout before launching. But um, yeah, so they're they're extremely durable. We've thrown them off buildings. We've like stomped on them, and, it, and it'll take up to three hundred pounds of force. But at the same time, the way that we work with our schools is that we include a warranty in the plans that we work with. So no matter what, if you're using slats, we say like you should be going through them if you're using them right. So they're kind of like a pair of sneakers. Like if you're training for a marathon, you're going to be going through a couple pairs. So we actually, if you know, at our cost, like we, we will replace them all throughout your journey with slats. So um, within a couple of days. What an amazing support to teachers, you know, use the tool, use it a lot. You know, we're here to help you. If, it, if they start to wear out, we'll replace it. What a great feature to have for teachers who are often worried when you see this tool and you think, oh no, my kids are going to jump on this. They're going to run around and what happens? They're only going to last a week and they have to buy more. So that's great. And kudos to you guys uh, for, for knowing that that will occur and being willing to, to replace those at your cost uh, to help teachers continue the learning inside the classroom. So we talk about, you know, uh, you talked uh, several times about, you know, having them far apart in a PE class and, and being able to hear elephant sounds or being able to whack them all. How far apart can you put these before they lose connectivity? Or do I need to stay connected to an iPad for them to work? So they do always need to be connected to an iPad or a Chromebook or a laptop where, using the Chrome browser. Um, but the, the range is quite far. So we spent, you know, inside up to, you know, 30, 50 feet, they're usually fine. As long as there's not too much in between them. Um, even they work through walls, they work through windows, if that's, um, part of your activity as well. Uh, so they, they definitely go far apart. And so you'll see, you know, cause we're used in PE, but we're also used in all kinds of other, um, classrooms. And so you'll see a lot of times you'll maybe move the chairs and the tables to the outside of the room to play with splats or just kind of shift things around with the space. And in your in, ex, in your experience with talking with educators who are using splats, what are some of the things that they're using them for in their classrooms? We talk about PE and, and outside of PE, but what are some of those creative ways that they're using this tool uh, for coding and connecting that to the active, activity in the learning? Yeah, that's actually one of my favorite parts of splats is that it is meant to be a full school tool and to be really shared between multiple different teachers in totally different fields. Um, so the types of things that allow for that, I mean, we've had it used in music classes because we have a full MIDI system in here with, uh, you know, different instruments and notes and kids. And I actually, we, we made a version of the Paco Bell's canon on there the other day and like it could completely do a full song and so there's some of that going on but you're actually coding the song um, and then there's in PE of course all the different use cases around like relay races a lot of times what PE teachers do too is they include it in a lesson they're already doing so we've had teachers that are teaching 
football unit and they're doing instead of so while they're learning to throw and catch footballs they're also doing a slats relay race instead of just standing and throwing them so kind of incorporating it into what you're already doing um, in the library we've had it used for interactive storytelling and adding sound effects to stories at key moments things like that um, and then just general game design and more like of the computer science elements but the point is really to get it doesn't always need to be that you have a lot of schools don't even have a, a dedicated time for computer science. And so slots are really great for when you want to just like input it into these different places throughout the year, throughout the week, you know, um, some in PE, some in the library, even in social studies, using it as Jeopardy buzzers, or you can actually record your own sounds into them. So we have had some really amazing use cases around either history or also um, Spanish, where they were learning Spanish and doing some vocab drills on slots, but it's a way to add movement into those classes too, and just get the kids engaged. What a great way to, to amplify something that you're already doing. You talk about relay races instead of just, you know, touching the wall and in, in the gym, you can touch the splat. Um, and then having the ability to record your own sound, whether it be a different language, um, or a voice as you're touching it, it gives the, the students the ability to go beyond, you know, whatever is generically within the code and add their own, um, voices their own sound effects uh, to this blast themselves. So that's a great addition to a classroom. Uh, so when the teacher is looking at, at putting these into, in a, into effect, whether it's a phys ed class or, or a classroom, whatever the subject may be, how many would they need to get started? Um, and, and how do you sell them? Do you sell them one, you know, is it one unit at a time? Um, so yeah, how many would you have to get started and, and how many do you sell at a time? Yeah. For a new school, we usually recommend starting with a, a pack of 12 slats, which is our, our typical pack, um, because that's great for a classroom. And, it, and the great thing about slats too is you can uh, divide them into different group sizes. So up to six slats can connect to one device at a time, but you can also take you know six groups of two slats each or things like that. And just kind of 12 is a great number for that and a great number for an average class size of say, you know 15 to 30 students. Um, and the way that we sell slots is really different, actually. We, we um, before putting the plans out for schools, we surveyed over 100 principals and schools, and we learned a lot about what their kind of pain points were around buying products like this. And one thing was that they were buying a lot of products that were not getting used. Um, they were sitting in the closet gathering dust. And that was like, our, we were like, that is our worst fear. That is definitely not what, what we built slots to do. Like, these, this is a great learning tool. We want it to get used. So we completely redesigned the plans around that. So we do a one-year plan for 12 slots for $1,200 per year. And then we do a three-year plan if you want to um, pay $3,000 and you kind of have a little savings, but you're in for the long run there. And um, the way that it works is it comes with that warranty, like I said, so we make sure that there's no broken slots. They're always functioning. But it also comes with ongoing bite-sized coaching. So throughout the year, we're actually – working with you, if it's, you know, a PE teacher, maybe it's their first time coding, where they're live online training um, all throughout the year. And it's, it, there's no limit to that. And then there's lots of um, more, when you're getting more advanced, lots more of like collaborating around how, what are they doing that they want to integrate slots into? Can we help you do that? Can we help you build a specific game or like help do the slot Olympics or things like that. And so lots more uh, competitions and things that will be like really collaborating with the school. And so we're partnering with them in that way. Um, and they also come with ongoing lesson plans uh, as well as um, 
data that we share around the usage so we make sure they're getting used and if they're not we didn't do our job so we like we uh track the number of stops for your school just at the school level so we don't track anything individual but we can tell you how many stops you had that month that year um, how many blocks of code and just really make sure that we're hitting all the goals that you wanted to hit there um, so it's definitely um, you know being well taken by the schools to have that partnership and you talk about bite-sized coaching and and what kind of so what kind of professional learning is there for let's say teachers who who are listening to this podcast and they're thinking oh I want to know more about these splats what kind of professional learning is there available to teachers, whether it is they want to know more or they just purchased their first set and they're trying to get into what can I do with them? So what kind of professional learning or coaching is offered by Unruly Studios? Absolutely. So we have a couple different things. We do a lot of webinars. So definitely check out. We're always um, telling new webinars on our Twitter account at Unruly underscore studios. Um, so lots of those. And we're doing a ton right now around both, um, you know, plans for when school gets back in session, but also lots of remote virtual learning and, and kind of the transition between the two. Um, so lots there and just around, we've done some where it's just coding 101 and those kinds of things too. Um, the other thing that we do in terms of bite-sized coaching, what I mentioned is we have a full phone line and chat support. Um, so if throughout your time with SLATS you're ever having trouble, sometimes we'll get a call from a teacher where they're about to go into class and they're like, ah, something isn't working. And we're like working with them on the spot to fix it before the students get in. So um, there's always that, which I feel like for me is a big, you know, for me with start trying a new product, I always want to know I can pick up the phone in here from a person and just get my answer. And so we do offer that and that's um, ongoing as well throughout the year. So it's kind of, there is the individual sessions also. You can always, every account starts off with a half hour phone call where we're driving into what you're trying to accomplish with SPLATS, who else is involved. Um, Cause often we have at a school, it's not just one teacher either. Like I had said, it's used in all these different places. So the best uh, schools are using it in, you know, at least three different areas of the school, three different classes um, and collaborating. So we can kind of make that happen too on those calls, but that's kind of what we do. And we also kind of, we have ways around connecting the community to each other of the, the unruly teachers um, and unruly educators. So we get them um, on Zoom calls together and we're doing lots of collaboration and brainstorming and playing games and just like learning how to teach this virtually, which has been really popular lately. So lots of things like that. And it's great to know that that support is there for teachers, especially a new teacher to the program or, or even just a coding and saying, I want to add this to my grade three class. That support is so nice to know that you know, whether it's a phone call away for, for tech support or even how to's, uh, but also the webinars um, and the other resources that you have connecting those teachers uh, through Zoom calls to connect that professional learning network is fantastic. Um, one thing that I forgot to ask, uh, we, we mentioned that the app uh, web-based uh, programming as well. Is there a login needed? Do you need to have a like a specific user login or is this something that as a teacher I can gener generate like a class login ability? So yes, we are actually actively um, took some feedback from teachers. We're working for a new version of doing this, but at the moment, how it works is a teacher can log in with their email address as an educator. So you have two options. So you can either log in as a student and then you create an anonymous profile. And that just allows you to save your games locally, but also you can um, export and mail email or save it on a Google Drive to share, share with a teacher um, or your class. So we have that option right now, all kind of sharing locally. 
But coming soon in time for uh, the new school year, there will be the ability for a teacher to create their own classroom and have students share their games all in one place. Um, and uh, always, you know, we're always really, really aware of all the privacy um, laws and just like keeping things within the classroom and things like that too. So very much um, on our minds, but we are offering that because it's been something that teachers have really been asking for and excited about. That's a great addition. You know, that ecosystem for teachers is keeping every everything in one location so that when you log in, you know everything is there, your programs, uh, your tools are all in one spot um, for you to use and, and not also not worrying about, you know, where where are you logging in or do you still have your username and it's all w- within that ecosystem. What a nice additional feature to have uh, for teachers and students going into that new school year. Yes. Yeah. And they ask a lot too about the student profile. So those are completely anonymous, no personal information at all. We basically just let them put in any screen name and that's it. So that's often something that schools ask about and we made sure to make it really open and, um, and not collect anything around that. Yeah, privacy is definitely a big concern, you know, all in all districts, um, wherever you are in the world. So that's great that you guys take that in consideration. So teachers don't have to worry when purchasing your product. They know that, you know, it's safe and secure for them to use uh, within their building and their students are also safe and their information is kept safe. Uh, so, Brianna, we are now at a point in the show that I like to call the specialist top five. Uh, and this question goes simply as how do you feel unruly splats can help teachers uh, transform either learning in or outside of the classroom? I love this question. Uh, So let me go through the top five ways. I would say one way is, number one, is that SPLATs can help you with cross-curricular collaboration. Um, So being able to work with a teacher you've never worked with before on this really engaging project for students um, using SPLATs. So let's say it's STEM and PE and maybe the library or the music department is kind of collaborating on these big group projects. Uh, another way that I think we, we transform learning is through incorporating splats and computer science and movement into anything you're already doing. Um, so we make it so that you don't need your own time of the day for splats. It can really connect to something you're already studying. Like if you're, you're working on vocab words in Spanish, you could incorporate some movement and some coding. Or if you're working on football in in PE, you could actually incorporate some coding and a relay race with slots into that and and still hit what you're already doing. So it really enables for that. Um, And SEL is sort of one thing that's really um, right now on everyone's minds with kids going back to school soon and having been socially isolated for so long. So slots naturally are a very um, SEL I would say SEL friendly uh, system. It's all about play. It's all about group collaboration. Kids are constantly playing in person um, and they're also collaborating when they're coding together too. So that is something around like kind of incorporating it into what you're already doing. You're able to incorporate SEL into that as well. And then I would say number three is coaching and that ongoing coaching that we spoke about. It's really all about making sure that our educators are empowered and able to um, really unlock splats to their fullest capacity with their students and make sure that it's being used. And that's one piece of why, um, like I had said, some of the barriers to some of these products is um, if they're not being used. And so part of us doing this ongoing coaching is also just making sure there are no barriers there that we're um, right there with you swimming along and helping that get off the ground and that like groundswell happen. And then it's really fun and engaging. So you'll see, we hear from teachers all the time that this 
gets kids engaged that I never thought would have been interested in STEM before, or that are usually not engaged with anything, or that, you know, even just all kinds of learners, it's um, really popular with um, adapted PE, and like, it really just gets like fun and engaging. It's very, it can be kind of noisy when splats are going on. And we think that's a really good thing. It's like kids need that energy. They need to get their wiggles out. This is a perfect way to do that, but to still hit your goals and learning goals. And they really learn a lot from some of the coding lessons that we offer. So even though it's really fun, they're, they're learning some very advanced concepts in these. Um, and then the last number five is student-led learnings, Flat, splats can help really facilitate that. So um, letting students explore, make mistakes, and really seeing the, the teacher as a, a way of kind of letting the students take that step and, and kind of come back and, and facilitate that type of learning. So um, some of our lessons are student-facing, um, and then educators can play that facilitator role and help them like find bugs and make mistakes and really learn that resiliency through coding, which coding is such a great way to learn resiliency. And right now with what's happening in the world, we just, you know, kids are so resilient and this is really going to shine for them this fall. What an amazing top five. You know, it, it seems like Unruly Splats fits so well into a classroom that will help transform the learning, not only for the teachers and the students, but for the whole school, the whole environment, as you were saying, you, I'm going to quote you here where you say where you just need to get your wiggles out. I think that's such a great statement because it's not just for students, but it's also for teachers. Uh, you know, we have to get up and move around. And, and what a great way to encourage that uh, through STEM learning, through coding uh, with the unruly splats. I'm going to circle back to a statement you made uh, a little earlier when you talked about uh, tracking stomps and, and tracking how long. Uh, the unruly splats were being used. You, you, you said that data could be collected. Is that something that the school itself could collect as well and can see uh, time used and time stomped and things like that so that they know how long this, this tool is being used? Yes, definitely. I mean, the reason why we collect that is for the schools. So we share it back with the schools. Um, we're opening up a dashboard soon where you can check in on your own usage as a school. Um, and then definitely teachers who want to have competitions class to class can kind of use it for that. Um, we're starting some competitions, school versus school, where we, we're going to do um, a big one this fall that uh, that schools across the country can kind of compete and collaborate. The way we've designed it is pretty collaborative. You're all trying to get to the same goal together. Um, and uh, yeah, so lots of lots of ways that that data can be used and just shared. We also, I don't know if I said this, but we can kind of estimate based on your number of stomps, the uh, estimated calories that your school has burned while playing slacks that year too. That's actually really cool. And and you talk about competition, but there's nothing like good, healthy competition, whether it's within your own school or whether it's across schools. And that's the greatest way to grow a professional network is, is through this healthy competition. And, and what a great way having that data collected and, and what a great feature to be able to collect that. Because as you mentioned earlier in our conversation, too often do we have ed tech that sits on the counter or sits in the closet and doesn't get used. Uh, but with this data, you, you're proving its purpose and its value um, in your classroom and, and in the school, if you will, uh, with however many you have. Uh, so Brianne, I thank you so much for being on the show. Before we do take off, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about, discuss that we may have missed in our conversation today? I think just, you know, we're excited about, I know that the fall is going to look really different in a lot of different places and we're, you know, diving right in. We just had 
a survey that we did with over 100 principals and over 100 teachers, and we really learned what the fall is going to look like for schools and how they're planning for it, and we're building a lot um, to meet those needs for schools. So that kind of seamless transi transition from at-home learning to at-school and back again, so we're doing a lot with like how you could code at home and then play those games when you're at school together and just sort of build for that. So, um, you know, despite the craziness in the world, like we're really looking forward to working with schools this fall. And I know that kids, when they get back, it's, it's exactly what they need. It's like play, the social emotional side of all of this and just really fun and engagement. And so we're, we're definitely excited for that. And that's fantastic, Brianne. Thank you so much. It seems like Unruly Studios and Unruly Splats have really based themselves on creating this healthy learning environment through physical activity and connecting the various uh, subject areas through the Splats. And I thank you so much for joining me on the show today. And I encourage all of our listeners to head over to the website, whether it be to check out Unruly Studios and Unruly Splats, to the social media pages to follow them uh, and see all the exciting things that are happening there while using Unruly Splats and to go on to the web-based version to try some of those virtual splats, try your hand at coding and see how it works uh, and, and just to see what it has to offer. And you never know, maybe you'll find some splats in your school uh, when we head back into September. So thank you again, Brianne, for joining me on My Creative Classroom. Well, that's all the time we have for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Brianne and I hope you loved hearing about Unruly Splats. I encourage you to check out their virtual splat platform that allows you to build, create, and test all without a splat. Don't forget to check out their website and follow them on social media. And as always, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at MyCreativePod for the latest news and episode and use the hashtag, hashtag MakeLearningCreative to share all the amazing things you're doing with EdTech in your classrooms. We'll look forward to seeing you next time.